Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's the YouTube debut, so some of you might be watching this on YouTube, seeing my face and watching it on that platform, and I thank you for joining me. And if you're still listening to it on your Odyssey app, Spotify app, or your favorite podcasting platform, I thank you there as well. But nevertheless, very excited to get that part of the podcast going and to continue to grow ways to consume the content. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. It is Friday, August the 13th, as I mentioned, and we have a series to preview as the Cardinals are taking on the Kansas City Royals this weekend in Kansas City, looking off to looking to build off of their sweep against the Pittsburgh Pirates, as well as their series win against the Royals last weekend. Cardinals are going to see some familiar foes, while the, the Royals will see some new on for the Cardinals, as well as Jack Flaherty's return. We're talking about all that and more on today's Locked On Cardinals. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Once again, welcome in. If you're on on YouTube, welcome in. And if you're on the regular podcast, welcome in as well. Before we get to Jack Flair real quick, just a couple notes on the Field of Dreams game that took place last night. I thought it was remarkable, a great spectacle. Baseball had a huge win last night all the way around, no matter how you chalk it up. Great game, great atmosphere. I thought the intro with Kevin Costner and the players walking in from the Field of Dreams just perfect. I thought it was lovely. I enjoyed every second of it, not going to lie. And at the end of the day, you could go only tip your cap to baseball and say, hey, well done there on a, on a job well done. If you want to hear more of my thoughts, I'm on Locked on MLB today with Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully. Um, so be sure to head over there to have uh, to hear more of my thoughts on the uh, Field of Dreams game that took place last night. And uh, if, you, uh, if you enjoy that, be sure if you enjoyed the game as well. Be sure to to enjoy that content as well. So, but let let's have no more. Let's get right into it. Cardinals Royals tonight. First pitch at six. Or excuse me, seven ten over at Kauffman Stadium. Jack Flaherty versus Mike Miner. Jack Flaherty is somebody who, who the Cardinals have been dying to get back for a very long time. He is definitely somebody that you could say his injury, his his departure from the team really hurt this team. It, it, it's always hard to, to, to pin baseball on, on one player, both successes in the sport and failures. But Jack Flaherty means a lot to this team. And especially when you com, com, look, look at the fact, rather, that this team relies so heavily on its pitching that it needs to have solid pitching to win. And Jack Flaherty was giving you solid pitching. I've talked about this on the show pretty much throughout the entirety of this week, saying that, if that the Cardinals aren't just getting back a name, they're not just getting back somebody that has the potential to be good. No, they're getting back an ace and somebody who is pitching like an ace. He had eight and one record in 11 starts on the season, an ERA of 2.90 coming off of okay start against the Dodgers. He had only given up two runs in five innings at that point when he swung and missed and 
apparently hurt his uh, oblique and has been out for the last two to three months. So his return, he, he talked about it. His return, he, he's not looking at it as his return is going to be, all right, I'm back. Let's roll. We're going to win the whole thing now. He knows that, that, that one person can't do that. So it's, it's both hard to blame the whole season on that one injury, but it's also very easy to pinpoint that injury as the starting point for the Cardinal struggles in the awful June that they had going 10 and 17 or 10 and 18. I forget which one it was. Uh, maybe it was 11 and 18. Either way, <laughs> if you want to you know, nit- nit- nitpick on 10 and 18, 11 and 18, 10 and 17, 11 and 17, you, you can have any one of those four records you want. It's still not a very good month. And it, it's hard not to look at that Jack Flaherty start and May 31st to say, hey, that, that was the start of, of the downward spiral. So for, for the Cardinals to get Jack Flirty back, it, it's huge. that This team, when it pitches, it wins. We, we saw that the entirety of this week. The bullpen pitched incredible yesterday. They won. Adam Wainwright and Jay Happ both turned in solid starts. They won. Adam Wainwright, obviously, a little bit more than a simple solid start as he goes the distance on Wednesday. So we, 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 we've seen it. John Lester gave up a lot of runs on Sunday. The Cardinals lost. Cardinals got good pitching on Friday and Saturday uh, from, from Wade LeBlanc. Solid stuff uh, last weekend. And they won. Plain and simple. It's an easy formula. One that you would think that the Cardinals could have cracked by now. Maybe got a little bit more help at the deadline. But nevertheless, a different discussion for a different time. Bottom line, they pitch well. They win. And Jack Flaherty is going to pitch well. That That is my prediction. That is my, I don't know if it's a bold prediction, but I think Jack Flaherty is ready. He's talked about it on the many, many pregame shows with Jim Hayes on Valley Sports Midwest, saying that he is ready. He's getting impatient. He's ready to go. He wants to get on the field. He wanted to pitch yesterday. That, that's how ready he is. And Jack Flaherty is a competitor. This is somebody that whenever we, we see him, there's a shot in the dugout of Adam Wainwright sitting with somebody. It's him sitting with, Jack Flaherty, nine times out of 10, or Jack Flaherty is always sitting with him. I guess the better way to look at that. He's learning from one of the best. I talked about this on yesterday's show. Not a lot of Adam Wainwrights to go around. Similar to a Chris Carpenter competitor, old guy, knows how to eat innings. He's, he's a grinder. He knows what he's doing. So not a very bad person to learn from in, in Adam Wainwright. And also, Jack Flaherty was kind of um, a mentoree to, or of, Bob Gibson, Bob Gibson, a mentor to Jack Flaherty before the late, before Bob Gibson ended up passing and he's now the late great Bob Gibson. There, there aren't too many competitors in the major, in the history of Major League Baseball that I would want anybody to learn from that more than Bob Gibson. And that's not even me as a Cardinal fan or Cardinal coverer being biased. Bob Gibson is one of the greatest competitors this game has ever seen. And for Jack Flaherty to reach out and say, hey, how, how do I be like you? How do I have the mindset like you do? I think speaks volumes. You go one step further, somebody that... Jack Flaherty speaks very high level and kind of idolizes Kobe Bryant, the competitor of all competitors, mama mentality, go for the throw, go for gold, go for it all, give it all or nothing. Those are three, in their very distinct ways, those are three very, very unique and go-getter, unique competitors that Jack Flaherty is learning from. And Jack Flaherty, all that said, is his own monster. He is his own beast. He knows... He's a professional athlete, 24 years old, knows what he's doing. But to learn from these three great competitors, I think, has helped mold him into the type of pitcher he is today. And that's why I have a lot of confidence in him coming out of, or going into, rather, this start here on Friday, August the 13th. I think that he has the opportunity to really make a statement and say, hey, 
I'm the ace of this team. Adam Wainwright, you're a wonderful guy, wonderful pitcher. You've pitched incredibly well. You have been the ace of this team all season. But I'm Jack Flaherty. I'm 24 years old. Let, let me come in here and get the job done. I think that Flaherty has an incredible opportunity to do that this week or to tonight in his one start. And I have, I have no reason to believe he won't. And also, I believe that the Cardinals' offense has some reason to be you know, optimistic because they've faced tonight's starter uh, within the last week, and that was Mike Miner when the Cardinals won last Friday in an Adam Wainwright start. Shocker. Uh, but uh, Miner's line in that start, five innings, seven hits, four earned, two walks, seven strikeouts, gave up two home runs to O'Neill and Goldschmidt. Hopefully uh, O'Neill is back in the line tonight. He was uh, out yesterday. Um, so hopefully that those two can be back and can have a little bit more success against Mike Miner. I think that the first time around, the, the the advantage between a pitcher and a hitter is always going to go to the, the pitcher. And the Cardinals had success the first time around. So that, that leads me to believe the offense could have a big weekend this weekend in Kansas City. I'll talk a little bit more about that in Game 2 as to why I feel that way. But I'm really excited. Bottom line, no matter how Jack Flaherty pitches, I'm just excited to have him back on the mound, have him back on this team. Similar to when Harrison Bader came back and kind of settled the outfield defense around, I think Jack Flaherty coming back does a very similar thing for this rotation. Set us a rotation down, and we're able to breathe a little bit as the Cardinals hopefully can kind of play a little bit better baseball here as we finish out the dog days of summer. And hopefully that Jack Flaherty can lead the way in that manner. So that's going to do it for segment one. If you're new to the YouTube audience or new to the audience in general, I'm going to take a, my, my first of two breaks here today and then get into why I think that the Cardinal offense can be successful and as well as break down game two, talking about John Lester and see if he can find some more success following his, um, albeit bad line in his last start, some 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 positive. See if you can build off of that. So all that and more coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar is the incredible tasting protein bar that has many delicious flavors. My favorite is double chocolate. Each one of these flavors are covered 100% in chocolate. Coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you haven't tried all these flavors, don't worry. It's okay. Just order yourself a mix box to get each two of each of the nine flavors. And don't worry if they're not healthy because they are healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. All amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today. What are you waiting for? Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Game two, we are seeing the Cardinals send out Mr. John Lester. Coming off, like I mentioned, his his line in his most recent start wasn't – it left a lot to be desired, I guess is, is the best way to, to put that. And it came against these Kansas City Royals this most recent Sunday. And in, in a start that he went five and a third, six sets, five earned, hit a batter, walked two, did strike out two as well. So it didn't help himself entirely all that well. But I will say that John Lester has a lot to build off of. So we'll get to that in a moment. But first, like I mentioned, I'm going to talk about the offense for a moment. Cardinals are facing the same three starters that they faced in last week's 
series against Kansas City Royals. Mike Miner, Brad Keller, Chris Bubich. These are according to the uh, probables on MLB.com. So they had success against two or three of these starters. Chris Bubich, not so much, but they did draw four walks against him and just weren't able to cash in. So this offense should be ready to go here in this coming series. Also, they got they have momentum as well. Even in last weekend's series, they had four, four, and seven runs. They were coming off a really rough series against Atlanta. So you thought, okay, momentum wasn't there. Maybe they can start the momentum here. Now they've got it. They have a, they're coming off a seven-run game against the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they have it coming off a sweep of the Pirates. Again, I get it. It's the Pirates, but I really think that baseball is such a momentum-heavy game. I think the Cardinals offense has it right now, as well as the pitching staff. I think one start leads into the next, and the Cardinals are seeing success on both sides of the ball right now. Yes, it's against a bad team in the Pirates and, and the Royals the weekend before, and it might be against a bad Royals team this weekend. But hey, the Cardinals are playing good baseball. That That's all you can ask for at this point when they're so far out of the playoff race. Just play solid baseball. If you're a starter, keep your teams in the game. If you're an offense, stay in the game. Be, be productive. Be Just be productive. And that's all the Cardinals have been doing this last week or so. Obviously some flaws because this is a flawed team. Um, from a strict baseball production standpoint. But nevertheless, I have confidence in the offense this weekend to hopefully try and, and get the job done against um, the, the Royals pitching staff. And in game two of this series, it's John Lester getting the ball for the Cardinals. Lester, the veteran, one of two veteran lefties brought in at the trade deadline by St. Louis, looked really, really bad in his first start, especially the first two innings, looked okay in his last start. There was some sloppy defense behind him. There was a uh, Sacrifice fly that probably should have been a put out by Tyler O'Neill, but uh, Andrew Kirchner could not handle the throw. All sorts of things. So I think that the, the line isn't always indicative that the final box score line is not always indicative of how a pitcher throws, of how a pitcher is going that day. It's also now not always not very indicative of how a batter fares that day. Batter goes 0 for 4, but gets three balls to the warning track and lines one out right back to the pitcher. That, that might show that might, that might mean a little bit more going forward than a three for three day when you have just three infield singles. It might. Um, you know, Harrison Bader has had a couple hits in the Pittsburgh series, a couple of blue pits. So is he really turning it around or is he just finding holes? John Lester gave up five earned runs last time. But again, like I mentioned, the stop behind him didn't help. And Sunday, I talked about this on Monday's show, was really the game of, of what if. What if the Cardinals didn't strand 11 base runners? What if the Cardinals were able to score those four walks that Chris Bubich gave them? Hopefully they can do that this Sunday. Uh, but nevertheless, this this um, this Saturday, they'll be facing off against Brad Keller. He also made a start last weekend, as I mentioned, against the St. Louis Cardinals. And his line, that sir, that um, they was not good. Walked five in five innings, gave up five earned runs on seven hits including one home run. So Brad Keller will look to improve off of that outing and try and find some sort of a way to get more Cardinals out without giving up as many runs. The key for John Lester is is to just go out and, and don't try and do too much. And, you know, I'm not trying one to steer to tell 37-year-old veteran, three-time World Series champion John Lester how to do things. But I think that, that that's the key for any pitcher is just go out there, don't make too much of the moment, th- throw strikes, get outs. And with this defense behind him, the very solid defense, I might add, you're pretty much a plus at most, if not all positions, nine times out of 10, th- this defense is going to help you out. You got Harrison Bader roaming in center field, O'Neill and Carl. O'Neill has a gold glove last year. Bader is sprinting towards a gold glove this year. Carlson can handle himself in right field. 
most of, most of the time. Again, does have a couple of those sliding catch drops this season. We all know what Nolan brings. We all know what Goldschmidt brings. As much as Edmund has struggled at the plate, I know he's no Colton Wong, but Tommy Edmund has impressed at second base, and Paul DeYoung is going to make most play more plays than not. Yachty is Yachty as Kisner as well, if he catches this weekend. But nevertheless, the, the, the theme remains the same. John Lester's not going to blow you away on the radar gun. He's not going to strike out 10, 15 batters. If he strikes out 10 batters on t- tomorrow on Saturday, I'll be amazed. I will absolutely be amazed, and I'll be impressed, honestly. So I would tip my cap to John Lester if that were to happen. But I don't see that happening. It hasn't happened this year, so um, so the, the key for him is, is to throw strikes. John Lester is way past his heyday. I understand that. But I think that he still has a couple of outs left in him. I think that he still can Im- impress here at the major league level. I do. He, he was impressing for the first three innings of that start on uh, on Sunday against the Royals before things started to fall off the wheels. So I think that his first start, really bad first inning, unable to really recover and, and get his, really rein things in, give up five runs. The second start, when he was really good early and then a little bit later, he gave up a lot of runs and wasn't able to keep things keep things tight and keep the Cardinals in the game. But I think third time is the charm for John Lester for putting it all together. Good start, good finish, no, no bad things in between and keep this team in the game, get a win against this Kansas City Royals offense. Cause this Kansas City Royals offense is not, not all that impressive to be quite honest. I mean, it's, it's hard to be all that impressive when you are last place in, in the, in the American league central 17 and a half games out of a playoff spot. Hard to be that impressive. Not just not just going to call a spade a spade there, um, in, in terms of, of what the Kansas City Royals are. So hopefully John Lester can beat the Kansas City Royals tomorrow, and I think that he will. I think that the Cardinals have a successful series this weekend against the Royals at Coffin Stadium. I'll, I'll get into my full predictions um, in in segment number three here in just a moment. But nevertheless, the Cardinals have to ride the momentum. If started this segment talking about momentum, so that's how I'm going to end it. Yes, the Cardinals are playing a stretch where they're playing really bad baseball teams and they don't play an above 500 team until Milwaukee on Tuesday. They haven't, the Braves are above 500 now, but they weren't when they played them. So before that, they hadn't played an above 500 team since Cincinnati in the second to last week of July. I get it. It's not, it's not the greatest stretch. You're not going through the gauntlet. You're not proving yourself against playoff caliber teams, but the schedule is what the schedule is can't fight the schedule, whether it's good or bad. You've just got to play the schedule that you're dealt. I know that might be cliche or obvious to say, but the Cardinals are scheduled to play the Kansas City Royals tonight at 7-10 Central. You're going to have to go out there and simply play them, get outs, and get the win. Because if the schedule is going to be this easy, then you need to start seeing results from the St. Louis Cardinals. Because we, we talked about this in June. They, they played the, the Tigers, the Pirates, the, the Braves when they were really bad. They got swept by the Tigers in two games set. They lost three out of four to Pittsburgh at home. And then they lost three out of four to the Atlanta Braves. If that was such an easy schedule, why did the Cardinals struggle so much? Because this team is a 500 team. And you combine that with they were playing really bad baseball in June. Now they're playing good baseball. And they seem to, out the outside of the Braves sweep last week, seem to be taking advantage of the weaker schedule. Hopefully that, that stays true. I think this weekend is big. I hope that they can get some momentum going into the next weekend's series against Milwaukee. Because even if the Cardinals are out of the playoff race and you, you think, oh, this is all worthless. This doesn't matter. They're out of the playoff race. None of this matters. They can still play spoiler. We can still get some good memories here on out. We can still see some records broken by Yachty, by Wayno. We can still see some young excitement from the outfield 
from especially from the corner infield as well. Still plenty of things to be excited about as a Cardinal fan. And maybe the Cardinals can do something they haven't done in a long time and play spoiler. We'll see. Uh, but nevertheless, the Cardinals will have to focus on the here and now first and focus on the Kansas City Royals. And in game three, that means focusing on Chris Bubich, who they had some moderate success in last weekend in the Royals without the faceoff against J.A. Ahab. So I'll break down game three probables coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all, that's right, all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can check all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, not just Major League Baseball, but NBA, NHL, NFL, and all your UFC, MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. So what are you waiting for? Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head over to BetOnline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and get a 50% welcome bonus when you first sign up. That's right. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you sign up with the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Get you a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Do you love to order fish when you go out to eat but never make it for yourself at home? Cooking restaurant-quality dishes at home starts with high-quality seafood and simple techniques from Wild Alaska Seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably-sourced wild-caught seafood right to your door. So you can choose from salmon, whitefish, or even a combination, and every month there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually-lapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company seafood is how nature intended it to be, always wild, never farmed or modified, and contains no antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership anytime, and they offer 100% satisfaction back, guaranteed, or your money back. So get nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company, and right now, if I haven't sold you enough, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box, wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Game three of this weekend set against Kansas City Royals has J.A. Happ against Chris Bubich. Uh, Chris, 23-year-old left-hander. Uh, he was a uh, 2018 draft pick of these Kansas City Royals. Got in and out of trouble last time against St. Louis Cardinals. There, there's no denying that. Uh, he went just four and two-thirds of an inning, just one earned run, gave up on a home run, walked four, struck out four. But even though he did walk four and gave up four hits in four innings, four seems to be a magic number, the Cardinals were unable to to cash in, and they didn't score four runs against Chris. They were only able to score one, and that ended up being the the, the stranded base runner ended up being the, the problem in that series. So the game three needs to be different for St. Louis. They need to be able, if they get the opportunities, they need to be able to cash in on those opportunities to not strand 11 base runners, to hit with runners in scoring position when they're given the opportunity. And that, that, that obviously does not just go for Sunday. That goes for the entire weekend. And that goes for any baseball team ever. When you get the opportunities, take advantage, get them on, get them over, get them in. No way fans are butts about it. So for instance, if, if, Carlson gets a leadoff walk. Goldschmidt gets a leadoff. gets a single after that. Nolan needs to push him in. Nolan needs to stop running into double plays. He needs to break out of this funk. Because if the Cardinals are going to be competitive throughout the rest of the season, 
Nolan needs to get out of his funk that he's in. He grinded into two double plays on Thursday or Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday, he grinded into a couple double plays. Seems to be hitting the ball on the ground a lot. And that is not the type of player that Nolan Arenado is meant to be. He's meant to be a line drive fly ball hitter that hits him out of the park. Maybe he'll refine some success this weekend against Kansas City. Because the Cardinals have yet to have Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado hot at the same time. And maybe today, maybe this weekend is that weekend where it starts for the last month and a half of the season. Who knows? But what I'm looking forward to for sure is seeing J.A. Happ try and build off the dominance that his that was his most recent start against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Six innings, just the one hit. It was a home run, walked two, and struck out five. Very impressive stuff from J.A. Happ. He has, does have some starts against Kansas City, and they're not all that impressive. His most recent one came on July 2nd um, at Kansas City. Four and a third, nine hits, six runs, five of those earned. Gave up two bombs, walked one, and struck out four. Also pitched against them on June 3rd at Kansas City. Five innings, nine hits, five earned runs, three or five runs, I'm sorry, three home runs, and two strikeouts in those starts. Um, his start before that as well on the 29th of May when he went five innings, three hits, two earned, a uh, home run, two walks, and five strikeouts. That one's not terrible. Bottom line, three starts against the Kansas City Royals has given up at least a home run in each and every one of those starts. Going to keep the ball in the ballpark. He was able to do that except for one batter in the Pittsburgh Pirates game. So hopefully J.A. Happ can find success against Kansas City. There's a difference between pitching to contact and giving up home runs. <laughs> so J.A. Happ, if you can find the difference between pitching to contact and pitching to giving up home runs, he'll be fine because he was fine uh, getting up just one home run on Monday in his start against Pittsburgh Pirates. The, the history does not bode well for J.A. Happ against these Kansas City Royals. But maybe the fourth time is the charm for Hap. So I think the third time might could be the charm for John Lester, and the fourth time could be the charm for J.A. Happ. And the first time is a charm for Jack Flaherty tonight as he makes his return, like I talked about a little bit earlier in the show. Cardinals have and always will, at least for this season, rely on, and it starts and end with, ends with the starting pitching for that day. Or even even the pitching that day, if if the starter is has to leave the game like LeBlanc did yesterday, bullpen with seven solid innings. This team needs pitching to win with the way the offense is, with the way the offense, even with the way the offense has been performing, it needs pitching to win. Because they only, you know, they scored four runs on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, respectively, Tuesday and Wednesday. You know, averaging four runs a game probably isn't going to cut it at the major league level. But like I said, they're on a little bit of momentum. They, they have some success against the starters they're seeing this weekend. And it's all about momentum. <laughs> momentum, momentum, momentum. It's very important in this game. And I I think it's important not only in this in an individual game, but in the sport in general, uh, to, to have solid momentum to continue to build off of momentum. That's what that's gonna be the Cardinals' goal this weekend. And for, for the only the only exception might be Jack Flaherty. His goal is going to be to have a good start to his second part of the season and to, to be that competitor that, that, that he is, is to go out there and, and compete, to get out, have a mama mentality, go out there, pitch like Adam Wainwright, pitch like Bob Gibson, hopefully go deep into a game, hopefully six, seven innings. But nevertheless, we're, we're going to see. And, and like I said at the end segment one, I'm just excited to have Jack Flaherty back. Nope. No matter how much analysis we can do to break it down, to talk about it, it is just exciting to have him back on the baseball field because this Cardinal team is better with Jack Flaherty. This rotation is worlds better with Jack Flaherty on it. 
leading the way, pitching every fifth day, pitching like an ace that he is. My prediction for this series before I get out of here, I think the Cardinals take two out of three because of the success that the Royals have had against Jay Happ this season. I'm looking at game three to be the loss in this series. I think they do the exact same thing they did last week, wins game, win games one and two and lose game three. But I like J.E. Happ's chances to, to beat those odds as well. But if I'm a betting man, I'm betting the Cardinals win two out of three, and I'm betting that they win tonight with the Jack Flaherty start. I think John Lester does turn it around, and J.A. Happ maybe he pitches well, but Chris Bubich also had success. Uh, bottom line, I think the Cardinals win two out of three against Kansas City this weekend. And is that going to get them back in the playoff hunt? No, not a lot of things are at this point. Talk about it on lock on MLB today with, with, with Sully. It's going to take a downfall from two to three of any of these teams. Brewers, Reds, Braves, Mets, Phillies, Dodgers, Giants, Padres. Two to three of those eight teams have to have tremendous downfalls for the Cardinals to even be within fighting distance. But hey, we still get to enjoy baseball. still get to enjoy Cardinal baseball for the rest of 2021. And like I said, still plenty of storylines to watch, even just this weekend. You've got Flaherty going. You've got uh, the Perez-Molina, not debate, but discussion to have this weekend. And you've got some old veterans that could possibly turn back the clock for the St. Louis Cardinals. Baseball is a wonderful thing. We saw that with the Field of Dreams game yesterday. It has some of the best emotions in it. And in my opinion, is the best sport around. So that is going to do it for the YouTube debut of Locked on Cardinals. Thank you for joining me, whether you're on YouTube or you're on your Spotify, Odyssey, Apple, whatever app, be sure to subscribe uh, wherever you can. It's free. Be sure to drop a rating wherever you can as well. Tell your friends and family about me and be sure to stay tuned for Monday's episode where we'll be breaking down this Kansas City Royal Series. Hopefully it's a series win. Before I let you go, I'm going to let you know to please follow me on Twitter at LJ Fastball. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. And now that you listen to this show, go win some money and listen to Locked On Bets. But until I talk to you guys on Monday, hopefully you have a fun and safe Friday the 13th. Have a great weekend and have a fantastic rest of your day.